1: Hey, what's good? It's another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. A reminder, if you're new here, please hit that subscribe button. Please rate us. Please review us. If you leave a question in your Apple Podcast Review with five stars, you've got a chance to have it answered later this week on another Mailbag episode. On this show... We're going to catch up with Steve Wiltfong to discuss all the biggest news from over the weekend, including Texas AM going into the state of Florida for a pair of commitments, Georgia going to South Carolina for the number one prospect in that state, LSU coming from behind to beat Alabama for the nation's number one rated safety, Sage Ryan, Nebraska continuing to build on a top 20 class nationally and going out to California for a six foot eight defensive lineman. But we're going to begin with Billy Bowman, the two way standout from Ryan High School in the state of Texas, committing to Oklahoma. He's a former Texas commit, and we're going to get into it now here on The Kickoff. (laughs) Joining us now on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast is Steve Wilfong. He is the director of recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, things are ramping up on the trail. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well, man. We're getting into the heart of the season. Some big games this weekend, and so it's, uh, you know, it's status quo here. I feel like, you know, there's a blue chipper a week making a decision and and then there's some big games that could maybe dictate uh, how, how some recruitments finish out here down the stretch.
1: Yeah, I think that's been the biggest difference the last few weeks because now we actually have games on the field, right? And we have kind of that product to base things off of, to get opinions from recruits and some of these performances are swaying recruits from one side to the other. And the guy we're going to discuss to kick things off is Billy Bowman. He was a former Texas commit this past weekend, commits to Oklahoma. Now, Andrew Ivins and I had a good discussion a couple of weeks ago. He, he covers the Southeast, covers the Sunshine State for us at 24-7 Sports. And we were trying to decide what's the leeway on what could be considered a flip? How many days in between a decommitment and a commitment,
0: you know, makes it a flip. Can we consider Billy Bowman to Oklahoma a flip? Absolutely. Because when he reopened his recruitment from Texas, it was basically a foregone conclusion that he was going to end up at Oklahoma. Uh, He did announce a top three and, and you go through your necessary recruiting steps sometimes, but Uh, This is a young man that's been talking to Lincoln Riley since March. You know, when I'm trying to find out who the lead recruiter is on Billy Bowman and the answer uh, that you get is Lincoln Riley, Um, it it tells you how important of a prospect he was to the Sooners. And that's really – that's been the the deal with Coach Riley from the get-go. Blair, I remember when he replaced Bob Stoops at at Oklahoma – he, he It was kind of a shocking announcement, if you remember, that Bob Stoops was retiring and Lincoln Riley was, was taken over for him. Uh, I know that Lincoln Riley spent his first, like, four days on the job, and uh, maybe that's an exaggeration. Maybe it was a little less, but you get the picture. Uh, but I kind of – he spent the first several days just calling recruits and recruiting before he even got into his other – Uh, responsibilities as a head coach at Oklahoma. So it's always been incredibly important for him. Uh, The Sooners are looking for their fourth top 10 recruiting class in the last five years and, and Billy Bowman adds to a group that's ranked number 12 nationally right now but they have as many blue chippers on the board left as any other program in, in college football so there's still a lot of uh, movement potentially with with Oklahoma and perhaps they even have an outside shot at number one mathematically alive there uh, um, but the, they're going to be exciting to, to follow down the stretch run and this class really stands out defensively, and Billy Bowman could end up on defense for them. He's one of the more dynamic athletes in this class. Uh, he's a guy that impacts the game in, in all three facets. He's one of the fastest players in the country. Uh, um, he's got he's got a smoothness to to his game. He's a playmaker with the ball in his hands, uh, but he has all the physical traits to to translate defensively. And and I really think that the arrow is up on Oklahoma's defense with the way they've recruited on this side of the ball. And and I don't think that they've recruited at this level defensively uh, in in my years of following recruiting. I mean, Clayton Smith is one of the best pass rushers in this class, Uh, and, and you add him with with Ethan Downs, Nathan Rollins, Kabong, and Danny Stutzman. I and mean, those are four guys that are going to play around the line of sc- scrimmage in, in, in different capacities that I think really elevate the the talent level on the roster and, and the playmaking ability. And then you add in a guy like Billy Bowman, who could potentially be in the secondary uh, with with, with Damon Harmon, who's been a stock-up guy with us. At 24/7 Sports, and and then Jordan Mukes, and we'll see with Latrell McCushion, who's been hurt. Uh, th- this is a really good class defensively uh, for Oklahoma, and they certainly need it. Uh, but if Billy Bumma wants to play offense, uh, we know he's a guy that can can be a game changer in, in that capacity. Oklahoma already has two uh, big time receivers committed in in uh, Mario Williams and Cody Jackson, and, and those are guys that keep the standard going in the receiver room for Oklahoma. And Billy Bowman, we'll see where where he ends up on the next level. But a, a big pickup, and, and then the beach arrival for a kid that was a long time commitment to Texas. And and, and Billy Bowman decommitted before the Red River Shootout. He could have waited to see how that game played out, but he already knew what he was going to do. In my mind, based on the timing of his decommitment before that big rivalry game.
1: Yeah. And when you speak about addressing needs, you, you you hit it right on the head there. Oklahoma has has raised its emphasis on the defensive side of the ball. And I know Billy Bowman, you know, a top 50 prospect who is rated as an athlete. He has a chance to play on either side of the ball, but when you have an athlete like that, like you said, who could make a difference and and be a playmaker on the defensive side, it, it gives the Sooners a pretty nice boost. So from one top 50 prospect in the country to another Sage Ryan. He's a, a safety from Lafayette, Louisiana. He came off the board to Louisiana state. He's the number one rated safety in the country. Uh, number two prospect in the state of Louisiana. Uh, so the Tigers keep one of the top local prospects home. What do you like about Sage Ryan? What do you think his potential is in in, in that defensive back unit, which obviously is, is perennially, perennially known?
0: Sage Ryan's a good pivot from Billy Bowman uh, because they're both just tremendous um, uh, football players in in all three facets of the game for their high school teams. Sage Sage Ryan is a guy you can make a case for as one of the more dangerous kick-slash-punt returners in this class. He's another guy with with, uh, verified off-the-chart athleticism. Uh, he's a tremendous all-purpose back type player for his high school team. That's uh, won a state championship last year. Uh, um, so he's a difference maker as a runner. He's a difference maker as a receiver. Uh, he, he's got uh, you know he's a physical player that that turns the football over defensively. And, and I think, I mean, here's a kid that this is just a massive recruiting win uh, for LSU. Um, no, I wrote after he committed, LSU can't be haunted. Uh, bypassed in-state recruiting losses to Alabama any longer uh, with Cam Robinson and, and Devontae Smith. This is a different LSU. And Sage Ryan is proof that Ed Orgeron and his staff aren't going to roll over when a kid is trending to Alabama early in the week. And and on Tuesday, it looked like Sage Ryan was going to be a, another big uh, monster recruiting win in Louisiana for Nick Saban and company. Uh, but But Ed Orgeron and, and his staff were able to rally. He's related to Kevin Falk. He's related to Trev Falk. Those guys were able to all collectively get Sage Ryan back to the school that that we thought he was going to go to from the beginning. It would have been one of the biggest shockers in the cycle if Sage Ryan wouldn't have went to LSU. And then it would have been a double whammy if, if it would have been Alabama. He had Clemson in his top three, but they had been out of it for a while. And, and he's a guy that – um, you know, Jacoby Stevens is expected to be gone at the end of the season uh, for LSU. And he'll come right in and and push Todd Harris and and uh, uh, Mo Hampton and, and those guys for early playing time. And I, I think that Orish Ron and his staff emphasize that as well.
1: Yeah. So Sage Ryan commits to LSU and, and gives the Tigers a, a big come from behind win. Now, before we go to a break, uh, quickly, I know on CBS Sports HQ, we had the commitment of Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, and this was another you know, impressive feat for Georgia to land him. He's the number one prospect in the state of South Carolina, um, and it adds to a, a, a nice little run now that the Georgia Bulldogs are on uh, after getting a Marius Mims earlier in the month. Uh, they were also able to land a five-star in the 2022 class athlete, Dion Bowie. Um, you know, what, what do you like about Tyrion Ingram Dawkins? What what do you think he he's going to be able to bring to to this class?
0: Well, guys like Tyrion Ingram Dawkins are why schools like Georgia are are now becoming annually one of the best programs in the country. I mean, he's a six foot eight, six, or excuse me, a six foot six, two hundred ninety pound monster in the middle. Uh, with the way he can eat up gaps, but also just the, the way he moves, the, the explosiveness he plays the position with. He brings a pass rush presence on, on the interior. He brings some versatility to your front and, and, and just makes you a more ferocious football team. And there are three or four football teams in college football that are more ferocious than the others, and, and, and Georgia is one of them with, with the way that, that uh, uh, Tyrion Ingram Dawkins plays the game. Yeah,
1: yeah. So stay right here. We're about to catch up more with Steve Wilfong here on the twenty-four-seven Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. We are back on the twenty four seven sports football recruiting podcast with the director of recruiting for twenty four seven sports, Steve Wiltfong. You can follow him on Twitter at s wiltfong two four seven. Now, Steve, I know how you felt after the Chicago Cubs won the World Series a few years ago.
0: Look, I, I in my Facebook memories today, I, I saw a picture of uh, myself at Game Two of the World Series in Cleveland um and, and uh it said man had a good time at, at game 2 wish i would have been there this week and in the week this is the day the cubs clinched their world series today as we as we record this and you know uh being a lifelong cubs fan and and being able to experience one of the world series games uh with with a good buddy is is one of my most cherished sports memories and and when you're sitting around at a bar talking about Fun sporting events you've been to and stuff. That that's my leadoff story right there. Going yeah. to game with the series,
1: and I've been on the phone with you on my way to actually to Dodger Stadium for, for postseason games. So yeah, I know you and I had been exchanging a few messages. So uh, just wanted to
0: dad and this Dodgers win, man.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 been awesome. He was uh pretty nervous for a, a long time, and obviously they hadn't won it since 1988. So he was afraid that. They were, you know, on the on the route for a, a Billy the Goat type of curse at some point, but they were able to shatter that. Um, but getting back to recruiting, uh, Steve, there was a couple commitments in the state of Florida that Texas A and M was able to get out of Miami Central. You know, they they they've been, I think, when I look at a, a school like Texas A and M that goes. Um, I, I think out of region per se, I, I know they play in the SEC, and I think that's helped them go into uh, a state like Florida to to get prospects. Um, you know, I think of a, a state like Colorado or Utah out west that is now able to recruit in, in California. Um, you know, th- these conference realignments took a while to really settle in and, and give some of these programs a chance to go into places that maybe originally they weren't really going into. Um, uh, but now AM, they get Amari Daniels, three-star all-purpose back, Amari Daniels and Yule Keith Brown, a composite four-star athlete, both out of Miami Central. And, and it gives the Aggies, I think, uh some some nice victories because I know Georgia for at least for Amari Daniels was in the conversation as well.
0: Texas AM under Jimbo Fisher, they're recruiting as well as anybody in the country outside of Uh, Maybe Athens and in Tuscaloosa uh, and and in Columbus. This is a a program that's trying to finish in the the top ten for and obviously Clemson top ten for the uh, third straight cycle, and and they're up to fifteen. Uh, with these two and and these are two guys that come from a high school program uh, that is used to winning state champions last year ranked in the max preps national top 25 poll this year and, and these are guys that are difference makers uh, for them and and obviously daniels is out of the backfield and and brown is someone that could shine in the secondary or or at, at wide op for a m and, and and so uh, these are two more two more guys that add a competitive uh, flavor to a Texas A&M roster and also add some versatility in, in their skill set. And, and so, you know, we'll, we'll see what A&M, how they can finish. Like I said, they're sitting at number 15 right now, uh, but they're in on, on a lot of blue chippers moving forward. Tenmezi Adelaide as they battle Alabama and Florida there. Uh, he's been spending a lot of time in College Station per our Gigum 247 Insider, Brian Peroni. I liked LJ Johnson for Texas Early in the season, I liked – or going into the season, I liked A&M before that. Uh, A&M, they may not lose another ball game uh, the rest of the way. Uh, And so uh, A&M's always been high up there with LJ Johnson, so maybe they make a, a move back. Uh, with with LJ. They're in the thick of it for Taiwan Malone. Shamar Turner, maybe they lead for the DeSoto uh, uh, blue chipper right now. Talking to a source at the school last week, he gave A&M uh, the edge in that recruitment over Texas and some others. Alabama and Georgia fighting there. A&M's in, in the top three, if not maybe even the top two for Brian Thomas Jr., uh, the elite wide receiver out of Louisiana. Alabama and LSU round out his top three. A&M try, uh, trying to uh, land uh, Bryce Foster as well I like Oklahoma there but Texas A&M is obviously school he continues to mention with his ties Elijah Judy out of Pennsylvania it is a heavy tw- Texas A&M crystal ball lean uh, and, and so Talik Robbins is announcing soon he's another coveted defensive lineman so A&M they're continuing to try and stack pieces on the defensive side of the ball and, and, and make them uh, make their defense resemble what George is doing right now and have that kind of personnel because that's where you need to be on that side of the ball uh, to give yourself the best chance to win the sec championship.
1: Yeah. And I, and I really like Texas A&M's approach, you know, not only are they going after some of the, the top players in the state of Texas, or they're, they're staying in that region, uh, but they have a, a broader reach as well. And I think they're using some of those, those connections that they've established elsewhere to, to really kind of start nitpicking and, and maybe, uh, you know, being able to find guys that, that originally, you know, some, some of these schools might not be able to really be, be in on, uh, Steve, before we let you go from one top 20 class to another, Nebraska also landed a commitment this past weekend from Jalen Weaver. He's a 6'8", 280-pound defensive lineman from Antioch, California, up in in the northern part of the state. And then you also put in a crystal ball for the Cornhuskers when it comes to a top 24-7 linebacker out west.
0: Yeah, so Nebraska, they're at number 20 in the 24-7 sports recruiting ranking. Scott Frost and his staff looking for their fourth uh, top 25 class. And and Jalen Weaver is that, like you said, six foot eight, 280 pound body type, three sport athlete that has a lot of potential. And, and Nebraska is a school that they're not going to beat out Ohio State uh, for a defensive lineman that, you know, ensures where you're at in college football, right? If you understand what I'm saying, but Jalen Weaver is a body type and, and has the potential to be a type of guy that could help you beat Ohio State down the road with, with all the traits he brings to the table. And, and, and uh, similar to AM, defense is, is the uh, name of the game for uh, for Nebraska as they try and close this class out. And, and we like them for another four-star defensive lineman from out west in T.O. Lee Sevea out of Desert Pines in Las Vegas. And then the new crystal ball forecast, I join you. You were the first prediction. You're the lead expert on this young man uh, uh Winden Ho Hohuli Did I say his name right? Uh, out of Hawaii. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, you you nailed it. It's Ho Hohuli.
0: Yeah, nice. So he's been a coveted target for Nebraska for a long time, and and, and uh, talking to some sources over the weekend, they'd love to add him. And, and it sounds like they're sitting in a good spot. And, and Ruquan Buckley is, is the other big big name target for them. Who Ruquan looked like he was about to commit to Nebraska. He's out of the state of Michigan. He's a two way lineman that that Nebraska likes. On defense. Uh, um, He postponed his uh, decision. Michigan State getting a big win over Michigan on Saturday. Maybe that helps the Spartans in in keeping Ruquan home. Uh, That's something that we'll be monitoring uh, myself alongside Alan True. And and, uh, so keep an eye out for that on on Husker 247. But uh, Nebraska, uh, they've recruited well under Scott Frost and, and company, and it continues that way. And you know, next thing is getting it to show up on Saturdays
1: yeah, Nebraska, another school that isn't afraid to to recruit nationally and and go up against some some heavy hitters on the recruiting trail and, and like you said, they've gotten it done on, on off the field now it, it's about getting it done on the field and taking the recruiting to that next level. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always.
0: Yep, thanks Blair. Take care, my friend.
1: All right, for Steve Wolfong, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in this week's episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting
0: Podcast.